Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. Welcome to the Fight Night Daily Diary, live from Las Vegas. I'm Adam Catterall. It is an absolute pleasure to once again be in your company. Now, if you've been uh, with us throughout the whole course of the week, you will know that we've been documenting everything that we are doing for Wilder Fury 2. We've got live and exclusive commentary rights, of course, in the early hours of Sunday morning. That's on the main station on TalkSport. But here on iTunes, on Spotify, or on Aircast, wherever you are consuming your podcast, um, we're having a little bit of fun and getting you a little bit closer to the action and bringing you to Las Vegas. Now, uh, alongside me at this moment in time, you might be able to hear a little bit of atmosphere going on in the background because we're in a bar. We've come up to Fremont Street. If you've ever been to Vegas yourself, Fremont Street is the old town. This is uh, the old style Vegas. This is Sinatra Vegas, all right? So we've come up to a lovely little bar on Fremont Street for a cocktail uh, soiree that has been organized by Frank Warren. Alongside me is uh, one of my partners in crime. It is, of course, Mr. Nicholas Pete, who right? was working with me um, during the live weigh-in show. I'll tell you something. You did some stellar work today, mate, sticking your microphone in all sorts of characters' faces. Even um, even making uh, magic with Floyd Mayweather Sr. <laughs> at, at certain points on the wireless. By managing to do that, you've definitely gone up in my estimations as a broadcaster. You've done well, mate. That's not disrespect to Floyd Mayweather Sr. He's a lovely man. I just couldn't understand the word he was saying. That's it. It's very, he's, he's very difficult to, to, to understand. Uh, but if you were listening to the broadcast, you will have uh, heard that we obviously had a lot of names from the world of boxing. The who's who of boxing was actually in the Grand Garden Arena, wasn't they, a little early run? Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's when you know you're around a huge mega fight. You know, one of those... Well, it, this is one of those fights that you've got to try and drink it in right now because it doesn't happen a lot. You know, we've been joking all week about going to Lee Sports Centre or Dagenham Leisure Centre on a Thursday night. And, yeah, the reason we go to those events is because it all roads lead to the heavyweight championship belt on the line in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. It genuinely does not get any bigger than this. And today was a perfect example. Mike Tyson, Thomas Haynes, Terence Crawford, Zab Judah, you name it, an absolute who's who of world boxing. You know, Len, we had Leonard Ellaby on the show, CEO of Mayweather Promotions. Nothing to do with this event at yeah. all, but he couldn't resist being up close and personal, standing right underneath those scales, drinking it all in himself. Something a bit special. Now, 
Dom McGuinness, who is calling the fight uh, for us on TalkSport, is, uh, is alongside us at this moment in time. Um, obviously, he's just bigged that right up there, isn't it? You know what I mean? Sorry to uh, maybe uh, put the magnitude on you even further, Dominic, uh, for the big fight. Uh, but one of the things that you mentioned within um, the broadcast on the radio earlier, as a man that has covered a lot of Ricky Hatton fights, Mayweather Pacquiao out here in, in Las Vegas yourself, the, the magnitude of the amount of fans that had rocked up to support the Gypsy King earlier on took your breath away, didn't it? No, I was really surprised. I, I didn't really anticipate those numbers because I thought Ricky, well, it, Ricky was an absolute one-off in terms of the, you know, the fan base that he had will never, ever be better because of everything. And we said it the other day, but, we, you know, he was around at Britpop, Manchester City, he, he tapped into the football audience. He was Jack the Lad. He had a pint with everybody, and he uh, he genuinely did. I think. <laughs> he genuinely he had did a, have a pint with everybody. everybody yeah. And it, you know, he was such a great down-to-earth lad and character that he, he became crossover in a time that was hard to be crossover. Yeah. And he did. Now to see Tyson today and the fan base that he had today w was both brilliant to see and also surprising. What will be interesting is how many have got tickets for the fight. Yeah. Because I think you know people do come to Vegas because it's Vegas. Let's go to let's go to fight week. Let's go and suck it in, and as Nick was saying before, you know, drink it all in. Yep. But not necessarily with fight tickets because they're very expensive as well. Mm -hmm. So if you know you might be having the trip of a lifetime, but maybe the fight ticket it's, it's just that little bit more. So it'll be interesting to see tomorrow, because if you remember the Ricky Mayweather fight, when it came to fight night, everyone was it was all Ricky at the weigh-in. Yeah. Fight night was half and half. So it was different. Now, I mm. wonder what's going to happen with this, obviously, tomorrow. With Pacquiao as well, Dom. I don't know if you're over here for Ricky versus Pacquiao, but the weigh-ins, it was all Ricky Hatton. We're on fight night. It was a massive Filipino presence in there. And in fact, it was Pacquiao who got the biggest cheer walking to the ring. So, so, it's a so massive you're anticipating maybe a bit of 50-50 tomorrow night with Deontay's fans and, uh, and obviously Tyson's fans for yeah. the actual fight night? I, I think, listen, a lot of the American fans will fly in for the weekend, so maybe they're only travelling to yeah, Vegas today good point, good point. or even first thing tomorrow. But of course, it's too long a trip to do for a weekend. All the British fans, you'd like to think, or the Irish fans, would like to make a four or five days, maybe even a week of it. So it's been part of their whole trip. So I, I think we'll see a big change tomorrow inside the arena. But listen, us Brits, we're, we're way louder than the Americans anyway, so even if it is 50-50, it'll still feel like a home fight for Tyson Fury. Uh, one man that doesn't have a fight ticket is Adrian Broner. Um, I don't know if you caught him a little bit earlier on, you might have seen this on the old social medias. Um, he is, he's been barred from the MGM Grand since last November. Now, I'll, I'll tell you the tale of what happened. When Canelo last fought in November here at the MGM, he, uh, he rocked up, did Adrian Broner, with Javonta Davis, allegedly, and they caused a little bit of trouble uh, just outside Canelo's uh, dressing room. The reason why they caused the trouble is because Ryan Garcia, um, a, ph a phenomenal young lightweight coming through at this moment in time, who is on the same books as Canelo, Golden Boy Promotions, was in Canelo's dressing room. So they all had a little bit of a kickoff. There was a bit of a scuffle, a little bit of a fight, uh, and uh, our boy Adrian Broner ended up getting turfed out by security and barred from the MGM. So, well, uh, what does he do next? He decides to turn up at Wilder Fury Press Week, rocks up in the old press room, forgetting full well that he's obviously been uh, barred from the uh, from the hotel. The hotel called the cops, the cops turn up and have him lifted. It just gets worse and worse and worse for Adrian Broner, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Multi-weight world champion that just doesn't do himself any decent service, does he? You know what I mean? Is it, Dom, I know that we have a certain, 
we have conversations away from doing these podcasts and radio, which maybe we can't broadcast about Adrian Broner, right? But he is a multi-talented young lad, multi-weight world champion, and he's just throwing his career away at the kid. Yeah, but if you look at what he's done over the years anyway, I mean, he's... I think there's always there's fighters that are controversial if you like that want to court a bit of publicity and we all get that boxers have to self-promote yeah we understand that <coughs> but when it when it when there's like a an edge or nastiness or just a just something that's wrong and he's always gone that way so it's very very hard to yeah to have any kind of sympathy for him because it's all self-inflicted and it's you know it's gone beyond these cross the line of self-promotion and publicity mm. it's always you know yeah What's that all about? Again, Nick made the point before about people that have got nothing to do with the fight turning up and enjoying it. Yeah. But if you're turning up knowing that you're going to cause a problem... Yeah. Well, that's his nickname, isn't it? The problem, Adrian Broner. Hey, you know, I I do work at this. Well done, son. Well done. I like the way that you worked it there. Um, Nick, talk to me about um, the boys on the scales because they've all put weight on of these heavyweights. Yeah, they have. You know, I think both of them have put on about a stone since their first fight 14 months ago. I think in terms of Deontay Wilder when he got on the scales, he looked big, he looked absolutely cut to ribbons, but he looked thick as well, he looks like he's maturing into this heavyweight body. He looked great, I've got to be honest, he looked great. Tyson getting on the scales and not taking his shirt off, leaving that tank tech vest on. He's like me the and Benidorm, so he's like me around this pool at exactly. Benidorm, keeping my vest on. That's my old trick, that one. <laughs> Keep your vest on until you can slip into the deep end when no one's watching. That really was alarm bells for me. That was where I thought, wait a minute, what kind of shape is Titan actually in? And you speak to the team, the team behind the team, there's a lot of talk about Sugar Hill and their whole plan for this fight is for him to plant his feet and to throw punches and to dig down and throw heavy shots. And you start thinking, wait a minute, is Tyson Fury the boxer, the guy with the best IQ in all of the heavyweight division, the guy that we know can dance his way through 12 rounds against the very best? Is he actually planning on planting his feet in the middle of that ring and going toe-to-toe with a puncher? You do not punch with a puncher. Well, let's, let's ask um, the main man. Frank Warren's actually come to join us on the bit of a show. Frank, um, obviously, it's... Uh, well, every man and his dog speaking to Frank at this moment in time. We've just been speaking about weight today with, uh, with Deontay and, uh, and, and Tyson weighing in. He looks a lot fuller, uh, does Tyson. Do you believe the rhetoric of him wanting to plant his feet and take this kid out in the second round. First of all, they, you know, everybody knows they weighed him with clothes on. Yes. Right, so you're gonna add, take a bit of the uh, weight off of the clothes that they added on. Tyson's six foot nine. You know, when he fought him the first time round, he was, uh, I'll, I'll get bored of saying this, he lost 10 stone in weight. So in a very short space of time, about six months, so it wasn't like he was defined. It was like getting that fat off. Of course, yes. What it was, fat. Since, was that, 14 months ago? Yeah. Since then, he's been in constant training. He's done WWE. He's had a couple of fights. So he's been in the gym all the time. So his body gets more defined through the training he's doing. So it builds muscle. Muscle's heavier. Yeah. So I, I don't even... I, I pay no... Absolutely zilch, does that mean? It means nothing. So regarding Deontay putting on exercise as well? Do you look that into any of that? surprised me because I thought it I thought it'd come in a bit lighter. Yeah. I thought it'd come into um, you know, for me, I look at the two styles, consummate boxer, big puncher, 
big puncher, what are you going to do? You want to be fast, you want to be quick, so you come in a little bit lighter, right? That's what I'd have thought. I, I, I genuinely thought he'd come in lighter. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, he's got, he's, he's got a really good trainer. I can't think of his name at the moment. He's a lovely Jed bloke. is. Jed is. Very, you know, very astute. Yeah. So maybe they see that, you know, him coming in, weighing a bit more means something to it. Bottom line is, we can sit, speculate who's of the course. heaviest, who's, you know, and what we're talking about here is like weighing, weighing bloody, you know, the big boys. It doesn't no, matter. No, no, no. You're talking about in the, in the weight aspect. It's like weight. It's, it's like it's like weighing nothing. It's like it means nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not like so, it's not like it's like like Ruiz coming in against mm. against Wilder. Sorry, Ruiz coming in against Joshua, Joshua, where he was like, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy. These are guys are fit. You only got to look at their, their their definition and their bodies. They're fit. Look at their faces. They're cut. Yeah. So it. The weight that this weight thing is a total load of rubbish. Don't mean nothing. Now, you've done plenty of big fights down the years, right? Talk to me about the atmosphere that you've just witnessed in the MGM Grand for the weigh-in. We're 24 hours away from the fight. The weigh-in was ridiculous today, wasn't it? I thought it was in Manchester. <laughs> I was on a stag doing Benidorm with you. It was, wasn't it? I mean, it was. In, you know, it, you know, it, he's the home fighter. And you know, people said to us when we when the deal was done with ESPN. Uh, why are you doing this? Well, he's actually built up a profile here. Mm. Tyson's built a profile up with those two fights. He's, he's had much bigger audiences than Wilder, than Joshua, than all of them. They've got a big platform. They're the biggest sports sports uh, TV business in the world. He's done WWE. So he's built this massive, massive big, big thing up. And at the end of the day, Proofs in the pudding. Listen, go and enjoy the rest of your evening, sir. That was perfect. Thank you very much, Frank. Much appreciated. You're free to go now. You can carry on now. <laughs> you're, dismissed. you're dismissed. You're dismissed. You're, you're more than welcome to carry on with your evening. Yes, thank you very much. Another drink. Yes, absolutely. We'll have, we'll have another bevy. Thank you, Frank. Much appreciated. Um, he's not wrong, is he? You know, the, the journey that uh, Tyson has been on over the last two years to where we're at at this moment in time is absolutely ludicrous. It's, it's Hollywood movie stuff. It's so out, out, it's so ludicrous. If you wrote it as a Hollywood movie, people would probably laugh in your face and say it was just too unbelievable. This couldn't actually happen. But it is happening. It is playing out the way it's playing out as well. And listen, there's there's a lot more twists and turns to come yet. Yeah. But I think after what happened in December 2018, what man could begrudge Tyson Fury getting his arm raised tomorrow night? After what he did in that fight, after he won so many rounds, after he rise, he rose like he did in the 12th round, that undertaker moment. Tyson Fury deserves to be the WBC champion of the world. The one belt he's not held yet, he deserves to be that champion. Fingers crossed we get it tomorrow. Now, we were having a little bit of a chinwag the other day in the, uh, in the hotel bar. This is getting a theme now, isn't it, where we're doing these podcasts in, in, in bars. Uh, with, uh, with, with, uh, with our main man Jack Fincham who's out here with us uh, a man that obviously Cheers, man. shots of him with uh, everything that he did on, uh, on Love Island we, we told you that he's going to be doing his, uh, his pro debut as well himself in just remind me of the month Jack it's going to be in June in June it's going to be in June look at this 2020 he's just had his teeth done he's got a, <laughs> he's got a brand spanking new gum shield ready to rock and roll for this uh, so therefore he'll look after them but listen yeah. me and you joking aside me and you have, we've been at the bar two minutes ago we've been yeah. having a little bit of a chat about this particular fight when you landed you had an opinion 
you've now seen both guys weigh in. You, you know where they're at weight-wise. You know where they're, where they're at physically. You've been around fans. You've been talking to every man and his dog. Talk me through it, mate, because this, it doesn't get better than this, does it? Like, honestly, it just be, it's my first time in Vegas, and obviously my first time um, a big fight of this magnitude. And watching them on, on the stage weighing in and stuff, it, it, I feel bad in saying sort of, oh, I've changed my opinion a little bit. It's changed my, my trail of thought. Like, actually, Steve Bunton said to me, he said, always look, have a look at them first, at the weighing and stuff like that before you make your final yeah, decision. good choice. And I thought, yeah, but I mean, my, my logic behind, my, you know, how, why I thought Tyson threw to the win is, is, is good. But, you know, he didn't, he didn't take his top off, top off at the weigh-in, which I thought was odd. Um, he's 40 pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder. And for someone that hits that hard, and, and, and to be a fighter that relies on his movement and his agility, does he really want to be 40 pounds heavier than, than someone that hits that hard? I don't know, I don't, I don't think so. So now I'm starting to get in two minds and it's just got me really excited. And you compare it to where Deontay Wilder was at. I mean, he's putting an extra, is it 16 but, but pounds in the last fight? He looks he, in incredible shape. He looks like he's put on muscle mass. Now he's put on, not, he's not just heavier, he looks like he's actually genuinely put on muscle mass. And like for someone that bangs that hard, like I've been watching this, um, video they keep playing over and over again and he says that his punch is 1300 and something pounds it's like the equivalent of an nfl yeah, yeah, yeah. running into you so that was before imagine now and oh mate honestly that, it's with, really with, making me think but with that extra muscle mass would he gas later in the fight i mean we've seen aj do that haven't we i mean aj sometimes when he's put on extra muscle mass well, later on in the fight he does tend to slow down yeah maybe is that tyson fury's plan to get him into the deep well, waters later on? This is, as, as Joe mentioned earlier when we was chatting over there, he said, you know, is Tyson egging him on to get him to gas out early in the fight knowing knowing what he knows? Do you know what I mean? Is he trying to get him to gas out early and thinks he can take him later on? And I don't know. I don't know. But like, just being in it and being involved in it, like, and being around it and seeing it physically, seeing them weighing, seeing their bodies, seeing them face off, like, it just messes with your head because like one minute I'm going, oh my God, Tyson's going to give him a boxing lesson. The next one I'm going, God, he's going to knock him out. What do I mean? I it's, it's mad. Like, that's, it's the beauty, mad. that's the beauty of it because we're constantly sold in the world of boxing, these mediocre matchups where, let's be honest, you're a boxing man. You've been doing it since you were a kid. You're yeah. now in the, in the process of turning pro. So you know what you're talking about. Yeah. We've been speaking to your pal earlier on that's over here. Is it Bill that's over here with oh, you? Bill, yeah, he's had 50 fights. Right. Yes. So it... The, Having conversations like that, you know what you're looking at. You know what you know what you're getting yourself into. So therefore, the majority of fights that we're calling, you go, I kind of know how this one's going to play out yeah. because this guy's a little bit better than this guy. This fight that we're doing live on Talksport in the early hours of Sunday. I morning, may as well know nothing about boxing. Ex- I don't know what you're saying about this fight. <laughs> yeah, just flip a coin. It's, it's that's exactly what it is. It's, ah. it's so 50-50. Anything but can also happen. Also exciting. Just makes it so exciting. That's what like, makes it so oh, exciting. Because I, I, I caught the back end of what you were saying when I sat down. I want Tyson Fury to have his hand raised. I do. Like, I, like, I love him as a, as a, as a person anyway. Like, like, I respect him and I'm a, fa- I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan. Um, but just like what he's done as well, I just think he deserves to win. I really do. But um, it's so hard because it's one of the things where now I've seen what I've seen. and Because I, I, I do know boxing and I know you know, at how it works. Yeah, I'm thinking, absolutely. well, hang on a minute. Don't they could knock him spark out? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And like, I don't want to see it, but like, I'm, I'm a realist as well. I'm like, mate, it can happen. It can happen. 
jump on that, Mick. Go on. Yeah, I agree. That's the frightening thing. And that's why, for me, what I that was my takeaway from the weigh-ins today. I'm looking at Deontay. And I'm looking at a bigger and better and stronger and faster and a more confident Deontay Wilder than I've ever seen before. He looked relaxed, didn't he? He just looks in phenomenal shape. And you speak to his team, you speak to Jay Diaz as coach, and he's like, he was born for this moment, he's ready for it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but our guy's born for this moment as well. Hopefully our guy's ready for it, but there's been so many changes within Team Fury. We generally don't know what version of Tyson Fury we're going to get tomorrow. He, he has we do know what version of it. Deontay Wilder yeah, we're going to get. I agree with that, but he has changed before. If you remember when he beat Klitschko, it was Uncle Peter in the corner. Of course. Then he's come back, he's got Ben in the corner. We all think he won that fight, first fight with Wilder. Yeah. He's now changed his trainer again. It's Tyson Fury. There's not much you can teach this yeah. guy, is there? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey, listen at the end of the day Tyson Fury on his day is the best heavyweight boxer on the planet that's for sure however <laughs> on his day yes Deontay Wilder is the biggest puncher in the heavyweight division for sure and I would I, I'm like Jack I'm like Jack I would like to have seen Tyson a little bit lighter a little bit quicker on his feet, slipping those shots a little bit easier. The fact he's so heavy, I'm terrified he's going to go nose to nose with Wilder and go punch or punch at him, and that is playing into Wilder's hands, in my opinion. Mm. Now, now, joining us around the table is a man whose beard has its own Twitter account. It is, of course, the one and only Mr. David Aloka. How are you, bro? I'm good, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Now, listen, you've covered many of these. AJ fights out in Saudi, AJ fights out in blooming God knows where, my friend. The biggest of the biggest. Out of all the fights that you have covered recently over the last two years, give it me. Give it me where this is at right this moment in time. Talk to me about the vibe. Mate, listen, I put, I put this up on my uh, Instagram uh, today during the weigh-in and I said, listen, this is, oh, it's, it, it, it's case in point, it has an argument for being one of the biggest fights of this generation. It does. This fight, this is... It's where number one and number two of the heavyweight division are actually going at it for the second time. Agreed. And the intrigue in it 
is way, 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 way astronomically more than it was the first time. Why? Because the first time it was seen that it was a mismatch. It was seen as a mismatch. Going into fight week, uh, we, were all, we all went out to LA, it was nice, and quite a few people went out, but it, was, it seemed like a bit of a jolly. It seemed like it was a foregone conclusion. Excuse me, my, boss, exactly my, boss, my, my boss is listening, David. <laughs> it wasn't a jolly. We were, we, were, we were working very, very hard, all right? I mean, I didn't put you in it. I didn't even say <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, in it. Right. me. But you know what I mean? But, you know, thanks for uh, letting your boss know where you were. <laughs> Rooftop boss. Anyway, listen, as I was saying, the truth is, it, it, not that it seemed like, seemed like a jolly, but it seemed like a foregone conclusion. We all thought, yeah. We all know what's going to happen. The fight was way too early. The other, the two fights that we'd seen um, from Tyson Fury, there was nothing in, um, impressive from any of them. And and the worrying factor of it is that Deontay Wilder was at the second one and he saw it go 12 rounds. And I was like, mate, you didn't show anything in that fight there that would give this man any sort of worry. And then round one came on. And then round two came and I was like, oh my freaking days. <laughs> this is actually unbelievable. I've literally stepped into the matrix. Yep. Sat next to Triple G, by the way. I just, had to, I just had to say it. Yeah, you did. I know. I saw Adam was giving me the eyes. Like, are you going to yeah, drop it? I was wondering what you were going to do there. For those that don't know, <laughs> David was sat next to Triple G for the first so fight. Good. I was sat next to Terence Crawford and, uh, and, and Vinnie Jones. Oh, I'm just dro- I'm, we're just dropping it all in. <laughs> but you were knocking about with Triple G. Right, go on, carry on, carry on. Um, and as the fight progressed, you could just see the, the golf in class. Yeah. You could see the absolute golf in class between uh, Tyson Fury, uh, a supreme boxer, um, as Nick put, the best boxer on the planet, um, especially at, at heavyweight, having the ability to move like that, it's, it's incredible. And you could just see uh, Wilder's mind just thinking, I'm in here with a Rubik's Cube and I don't know what I'm doing here. And he got two moments in that fight where uh, he hit him once in the back of the back of the head in, in the ninth round. Yeah. And Fury went down super quick, but it was a it was it was a flash and it was back up on his feet. But that twelfth round knock knocked down, oh my days. Like and funny enough, people have been speaking about it all week and everyone's talking about our fight, but honestly, being sat there, like I, next I don't to think there's G. been next yeah, to triple G, yeah? Li- yeah, next to triple G. Exactly, <laughs> literally. My mouth and Triple G's mouth hit the floor <laughs> at that time. And we were like, oh, my. we looked at each other like, so close it's done. That's it. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's my guy. That's my boy. That's my boy. My boy Triple G. Oh, G- Gennady, you know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, Gennady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My G. Anytime I say my G, he's not Triple G. He's not Triple G. He's my G. <laughs> my G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, but that's what makes this fight incredible because it's been since then, you now look into, you now look at this fight and it's so evenly matched. People are looking at it and they're saying, hold on, wait a minute. Like, Tyson Fury, in most people's view, won that first fight. Mm. So they're looking at it thinking, yeah, he's got what it takes to win the second fight. But at the same time, you've got Deontay Wilder, who in the last two fights since, has done devastating knockouts. For the first one, in, in no time at all. I was I was legitimately upset that knockout was so quick. I drove all the way to East London to my boy's house to watch that early doors and I was thinking listen I've got a couple rounds here you know what I mean what can happen here listen I might as well stay at home you knocked him out so quick and then the uh, and then the, um, the fight against Ortiz round after round he was losing it it was it became a joke and then out of nowhere the mighty right hand it was it was it was and that's the that's the reminder that's the fear factor in this entire thing and I was having a conversation today uh, with Sway and we were talking about it and he was saying just wait a minute can someone pick that name up? Where, <laughs> where did that name go then yeah so you've been chatting with DJ Sway as yeah, well DJ Sway, Sway in the morning right. Mr. Uh, you ain't got the answers Sway and, uh, and I said to him today Sway you ain't got the damn answers alright because Sway was going with uh, with 
adamantly, formally, he was going adamantly with, with, um, with Wilder. And I said, listen, I hear what you're saying, Sway, but <laughs> the, issue is, the issue is here, is you've got a man who's tasted <coughs> the hands of Deontay Wilder. He's tasted it. He, he's not, it's, not, it's not a question of what does it feel like being hit. He knows what it feels like. And he's got up from feeling it. That's the difference. And that's what I'm saying. That's for me, that's the factor in this fight. Unless he can knock him out and put him completely to sleep in the 10 count. Like, I don't know. Listen, between you and Jack, you've done my job, mate. I don't need to sell this anymore, <laughs> right? Make sure you come and join us on TalkSport. Early hours of Sunday morning. We're on air from 10 o'clock, Saturday night. Little three-hour broadcast from London. And then from 1 o'clock in the morning, we are live at the MGM Grand Garden Arena for exclusive commentary of Wilder Fury 2. Nick, Jack, Dave, superstars, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast because we will have a big post-fight review of the Gypsy King, hopefully, having his hand raised. Or maybe the Bronze Bomber being crowned the number one heavyweight champion of the world. Make sure you come back and join us for the big fight in the early hours of Sunday morning. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.